yeah, it's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy, original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player value. Hosted by John Paul Hurley and Izzy Alcabas. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Dynasty Trade Calculator podcast. Uh, we've got a great show for you this week. We're actually going to do like a rookie recap kind of thing. Super excited about it. I'm one of the hosts, John it's Paul not Hurley. A great show. What's that? It's not going to be a great show. It's not going to be a great show. You're just being blatantly honest, right? My my heart hurts. Yeah, we're watching the games right now, and what Izzy's talking about is uh, one of our boys, Nick Chubb, going down with an injury. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. So you think that's going to put a stain on the show? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and my dynasty teams. Yeah. Well, what you're hearing is the lovely dulcet tones of Izzy the Pharaoh Fantasy Alcafas and... I think it's going to be a good show because we got something that's going to kind of rejuvenate us. We've got Randall Memphis Young joining us this week. What's up, Randy, man? How you been? It has been a long time. I was saying before we uh, we got going that it's so great to see you back behind the mic and doing what you're so good at. And of course, great to catch up with my boy Izzy. I felt bad I didn't get to catch up with you guys at the Fantasy Football Expo. I'm trying to get that on the calendar for next year, but... Just great to be back in the uh, the trade calculator streets, man. How have you guys been? So good, so good. Pretty good. I was a lot better than I about ten minutes ago. But <laughs> Izzy's Izzy's mood is directly affected by football injuries. Yeah. You know, this is like mm-hmm. a recording during like a, like a dot com, like a bubble burst or something. Like Izzy's obviously <laughs> heavily invested in in the in the Nick Chubb information. Exactly. Randy, for those that don't know you, can you give a little bit of accolades? And for those that do, maybe just give a little bit of a synopsis of what's new with you. Well, if, if they're still listening after hearing I was on the show and not like, well, shit, I'm turning that off. Well, then, you know, I I, uh, I am the co-host of the Dynasty War Zone with my buddy Jerry. Uh, we are now simulcasting on the Player Profiler YouTube and podcast networks with our boys like uh, the Podfather, Theo Griminger, Billy Muzio among many others, uh, and I'm hosting a gambling player prop, just like a general, it's football, but it's not like dynasty. You know, I, I do like a pick em contest where you pick five games against the spread, did Survivor uh, this week, got lucky with the Giants, and uh, just doing some player props, just talking ball, man, but uh, you can find me anywhere, either Dynasty Warzone or occasionally over at uh, Player Profiler. Damn, man, keep them busy. Wow. I mean, it's honestly, from a dynasty perspective, I mean, this is what this show is about. It's dynasty. For us, it actually slows down. You know, the it was the out of season, the training camp news, all of this other stuff is when, like, our work is just getting started. It's like, we'll start getting crazy in January. It's like, we, we've revamped the show this, this year. We have a guy who does content on our network. His name is Dallas Hyder. And he does a show on our network called The Rookie Rundown. And what he's been doing for us is he's been recording five to eight minute video snippets of a a, a rookie that will be in the 24 class. And we share that every show so that as you're watching college football during the season, as you're, you know, watching SportsCenter on Sunday and you hear these names, you're like, oh, I heard that name on the Dynasty Warzone. I'm going to watch for a minute and watch this guy's highlights so that when we start up in January, February with the rookie content, We've kind of given you a head start. So uh, right now it's kind of easy, man. We do our recap show on Wednesday. I do my gambling show on Friday. It's the out of seasons where the work begins. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And speaking of rookies, like I said at the top of the show, we got a special rookie podcast. And we've talked a little bit pre-production about what we're going to talk about. We just kind of wanted to recap rookies, where they're at, where are they now after two weeks of the regular season. I think it might be fun. Do you guys want to do like a little bit of a like a rookie mock, like a a week two rookie mock, like to see where you would take these guys now? A spoiler alert: Puka Nakua one hundred and one. Do you guys just want to start with the rookies, and we'll leave the uh, the RIPs for later, or what's the what do you guys think? Yeah, well, if you want to do, if you really want to do some RIPs. Let's get them out of the way now because like we talked about last week, it's always fun to end on a high note. I'd rather not ride off into the sunset knowing that we're dying versus uh, mm. whatever the alternative would be. What's the what would be the, what's the opposite of uh, riding off into the sunset dying? What's the happy ending version of that? Riding off into the sunset? I'm trying to workshop this backwards. 
Yeah, do a backwards. Would you be riding off into the sunrise uh, on the horse backwards or something? Yeah, I mean, you'd be coming, <laughs> you know, you'd be coming out of the dark walking toward the sunlight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Best I got, man. Yeah, I'm, you're not I'm, riding I'm, into the, you're right, you're not riding into the sunrise, you're riding to you from the sunrise, that's right, and you're backwards on the horse. I, I mean, it makes the most sense. Or like, maybe you're like walking away from an explosion in slow motion, like they do, like the badasses in movies. You know, somewhere between like, uh, what was it, um, Con Air, no, it wasn't Con Air, it was The Rock and like Transformers. Welcome to The Rock. It was a great movie. Under, un, un, underrated movie. Did you know that? Did you know that uh, losers always whine about their best? Oh, that, 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 that prom queen. Hey, you, you do a good, you do a good Connery. <laughs> not, not bad. Not bad at all. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, speaking of The Rock, let's talk about uh, one of our favorite guys that totes The Rock, Nick Chubb. Rest in peace. I, I, I don't want to be uh, too tongue in cheek about it because it's. Uh, this is sad, man. This is uh, Izzy. I, I'm literally watching Izzy, and that's why he's so quiet right now. He's got his hand on his head. He's shaking. Like you look like you got hit by a Mack truck. Like you're bummed. Yeah, I love Chubb, man. I got my own sound recorder. I was gonna save that. It's gonna open my show from now on. It's gonna be just Izzy saying, <laughs> "I love Chubb." I love Lamp. I love Chubb. I mean, it's just it. It's yeah. It sucks, dude. Like he's uh, not not just because he's one of my favorite players. I mean, he had such a great people, um, you know, kind of wrote him off after his injury in college, you know, and comes in the NFL. I think one of the best pure runners we've seen in a long time. I actually, I feel for him first, you know, and then my fantasy team second, but my fantasy teams are, are definitely, uh, definitely hurt by this. This sucks, dude. Like he, he's one of the funnest running backs to, I was watching the game. As you know, we were getting the show together before we started recording, and he is just fun to watch. Even against a good mm-hmm. defense like the Steelers, I mean, he's out there making people miss tackles, and it's hard to believe he's been in the league since 2018. I mean, he, this is his sixth NFL season, and if you were a contender in a dynasty league, I mean, this is a guy that was a key cog in in the machine, and we don't know what the injury is now. We assume the worst and, and hope for the best, but... At a minimum, you're looking at a hyperextended knee. Best, that's the best case scenario. He might miss two to three weeks. It, it looked worse. Is that, is that actually a possibility oh, that you're uh, reading uh, or uh, hearing? Uh, no, no, no. I just I remember seeing injuries like this before. And, and for those that haven't seen it, I guess by the time you hear this podcast, you will have seen it. His leg bit backwards. Imagine like a bow and arrow. And his leg looked like mm-hmm. a bow, but it was bowing the wrong direction. And But I've seen this before. I've seen guys get there, and, and it's not always because it goes straight back. I'm not a doctor. I stayed at a Holiday Inn Select last night. And, and But instead of being like twisted or bending side to side, I, I think there's a better chance that it could just be a severe hyperextension. I think that's best case scenario. He might be gone three to four weeks, but could be a meniscus, could be an ACL. We'll, we'll know in a, in, in a couple of days. What's Dr. Chow saying about it? Does he do that stuff anymore? I don't know. Dr. David M. Chow or whatever it is? Yeah, I I'm sure he said something. I don't I don't want to look. I just just I'm in pain. So would it be surprising in like five years where teams run the ball like ten percent of the time? I actually heard the other day that the the league's going more back toward the run. Here's how it was explained to me: is that the league is valuing the run more, and they're valuing the running backs less. That they would rather do it with an RBBC than do it with like a feature guy and pay him a truckload of money just for this very reason because they are so such an injury liability that it's it's hard to devote such a large percentage of your cap to one guy knowing that he's at the highest risk of getting injured. So I actually heard that I, I've not validated this, but I've heard that rushing's actually up. Oh, Randy, you said uh you said probably a lot of good things, but I was so distracted. I was very very relieved that you had an R in front of your BBC when you said RBBC. I mean, I mean, I don't know what you guys are into. I mean, I'm not judging you. This is 2023. That's I mean, all you, I heard. That's all I heard. Maybe I, my I, mind's I, in the gutter. Your mind stopped. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. Here's the thing. Yeah, and I think maybe, maybe I should. Yeah, maybe you're probably right. The, I mean, the the running game may not change, but the like, what's the point of having these these elite runners? 
if Chubb's going down, Dobbs is going down, you got Barkley going down. Eckler, they said today that Eckler may not, yeah. How long is he out for? The, the, the coach said they didn't have a timetable for his return. Yeah. And it's like, if you're going to have, it, the fantasy football experience is going to be really weird because you're going to be drafting guys that have very little draft capital at this point. Like, I don't know, if you look at like Gibbs, for example, it's first round pick and he's being utilized in a, in a very interesting way, right? You know, like Maybe they're trying to protect him, maybe they're easing him into the offense, but they're just going to start using these players as weapons as opposed to just drafting a very good runner of the football anywhere near high draft capital. You know, I've been playing fantasy football for a long time, and Hurley has too, I'm guessing Randy, you have as well. But I don't recall injuries being like this back 20 years ago when all these guys were carrying the ball 300 times. Yeah, sure, there was a few every season, but there's one big, two big injuries every single week, and it feels like that's been happening for the last couple seasons. It well, was um, back then too. I'll yeah. I'll uh, vouch. Not as well, but, but not as much though. But what but what's changed is the lack of preseason work. It's not that these guys are lazy and aren't working out with their personal trainers and working out at little gyms in, in their local area. But I love listening not only to like great podcasts like Dynasty Trade Calculator, but like other non fantasy football, but yet football related podcasts like Mark Schlereth, uh, Michael Lombardi, and they they've all to a man said that. They believe that the like they were initially talking about the hamstring injuries with guys like Deontay Johnson and Cooper Cup. They attribute it to a just the the lack of work in the preseason, whether that's preseason games, whether that's camp. There's no two a days. It's it's three days on, one day off, and that there's just a certain callus your body gets from playing the game and practicing the game at a certain level, and we just don't do that anymore on the new CBA. So it's good that they get the rest, but this is the downside of it per them. And now, mind you, they've worked in the NFL. They commentate on the NFL. They have a, a different insight than we do. But I, I took note of that yeah. comment the other day. Yeah, I just feel like that the soft tissue injuries, sure, I get that. But some of these like ankle, knees that we're seeing, that's, that's, not, a, that's not a preseason thing. That's just the game being bigger, faster, stronger with a lot of these injuries. But anyways, I, I'm more – honestly, I'm probably not even thinking about it. I'm just I'm, – I'm speaking for, as, a, uh, as a man in a dark place right now. You're in pain. It's, it's, it, and it's so, okay to say it. Yeah, I am in pain. So I guess let, let's, say, let's say Chubb's ACL – or let's say he's out for the season and you're a contender, Randy. What are you doing? If you're a contender, I mean, you're you're painting whatever rosy picture you you can possibly do. I mean, you're going out and looking for whatever you can get because, like, what it depends on the on the quality of the level of the GMs in your league. You, you got to try to get something. If you're a contender, he was a key cog, and now you're out looking for a guy to put points in your lineup. This is point scoring season. Sexy roster season is in three months. Point scoring season is upon us. You got to get points. And and here's the thing: shows like this, shows like mine, Dynasty Warzone, you'll start hearing in the off season. Well, he's you didn't pay for that plug. I know. <laughs> I am the plug. Uh, but but you know you'll hear in the off season. Oh, he's going into year seven. You're coming off an ACL. It's all the stuff that we heard about Brees Hall without the optimism of going into year two. So you're better off as a contender trying to move a future pick than moving Nick Chubb because he obviously he's proven he can bounce back from something like this. That's a positive. And it, it just sucks. But, yeah, you got to go out and get points right now. And, and you know, if is that, is that mm -hmm. Kyron Williams? Is that, you know, Matt Breida? You know, who, who knows who winds up taking the workload in, in the Giants? Is it Josh Kelly? What do you have to give up to get those guys, and what are you willing to pay? Is it possible? Then I'm just because just you mentioned Kyron Williams. If you're rebuilding, or if you don't have a team that can contend, is it possible after this season-ending injury potentially to flip Kyron Williams for a Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb's going to be 28 years old, obviously coming off of what seems to be a pretty bad knee injury. Do you think you can get that deal done? Do you think we're at that point? 
I, I think you need Kyron Williams to have a bad game now coming off of whatever it was, 20 PPR points the other day might be a bit of a strength. No, no, I'm saying if you're a rebuilder and you have Kyron Williams mm-hmm. and a contender just lost Nick Chubb, do you think you can get a Kyron Williams for Nick Chubb deal done? Probably. Where, where, the, where the rebuilder receives a Nick Chubb and just – back pockets him for next year, and then the contender gets a Kyron Williams. I, I see. For me personally, if I'm was a re, if i rebuilding, I don't want Nick Chubb because he's not – by the time I'm even – I just don't see where he ever contributes toward my ultimate goal. I would rather get like a second-round pick for Kyron Williams. If I was going to move Kyron Williams I, and I'm a rebuilder, I want the pick. You know, I want Sky Moore. I, I, want, I want something with some upside, and I – and. I know it's hard and it's emotionally uh, devastating for Izzy, but I don't think I don't know that Nick Chubb's value will ever rebound from this. Just given how long of he's course been, not. Uh, given how long he's been in the league, so as a, as a rebuilder, knowing I'm probably one to two years out. I mean, where am I in one to two years? I'm a running back going into year seven or eight with two major knee issues. No, I'd rather have a second for Kyron Williams. I think I think you'd be hard as crazy to because. 20 minutes ago, different conversation. But I think now, given mm-hmm. what we know and what could happen, probably not, to be honest. Well, 20 minutes ago, that that deal wouldn't even come close to getting done. But what I will say is, like, you know, even if you if you back pocket Nick Chubb, it's not necessarily a, I have to use Nick Chubb next year. It's a Nick Chubb comes back, and then you can move on from Nick Chubb and get something to help you rebuild for the year forward. So I'm just kind of thinking, you know, when I'm rebuilding, I don't mind acquiring players like injured players. I don't mind acquiring even like a Jonathan Taylor. And you don't even have to use them when they come back. You can just move them when they come back. Uh, so I get, I get what you're saying. Um, assuming that you have to keep the player, that might be a little different. But I don't know. So you're, if you're contending, you're targeting Kyron Williams? It just, just, the, just the first name that comes to mind, yeah, because – Cam Akers feels like he's a guy that a lot of teams are going to have interest in, whether that's the – I think that's why the the Rams pulled him on Sunday in week two. I think they wanted to keep him healthy because I think the Ravens are probably interested. You know, the Giants are now probably interested. The Browns are probably – if the Browns win tonight, it'll be the Browns and the Ravens, both at 2-0, and the Steelers and the Bengals both at 0-2. And there might be a little bit of a bidding war that you could literally create between those two teams because they both need running back help. It's it's a great time if L.A. is happy with what they have in in Kyron Williams. Yeah, and we saw that with the PPR value in that offense. Yeah, I think Kyron Williams is a a short-term solution to a bad problem, whether you have a Barkley problem, an Eckler problem, a Chubb problem. If you have a problem, he could probably help. Kind of like the A-team. So what about and hear me out here for a second? What about instead of going after Kyron for a second, what about going after Cam Akers for a third? And the thought is, Cam Akers, if all let's say they put him on ice and all these injuries start happening, this is a classic example. There is a a a non-zero percent chance that Cam Akers could end up with the Browns. Obviously, a Leonard Fournette could end up with the Browns, but taking Cam Akers or taking a third, flipping him for Cam Akers, and just hoping that he gets moved to a running back needy team and he slides in as a point scorer might be a more favorable decision than going and paying a second for a running back like Kyron Williams, who A, we don't know how long he's going to be the back for, and B, I don't know if I want to, at this point, be investing any first or second round pick in any running back. I, I don't mind a second. I 150,000% agree with you on the first. I'm not moving a lot of 24 first right now. And if I'm going to move one, it's going to be at the trade deadline when I absolutely have to make a deal that's maybe the deal that gets me over the hump. But 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 a contender second, like the 20th or the 22nd overall player, the 24th, I, I could care less at that point. If I'm trying to win, I'm yeah. trying to win. But we're, 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 we're in lockstep on a first. What about you, Hurley? If you, if you have... Chubb right now as a contender. I've got him in uh in the Nerds Calculators League. So yeah. Oh, Nerds Calculator. Yeah, so you lost you lost Saquon and Chubb. Where do you go from here? Um besides therapy. 
therapy is probably the right answer. I, I think you flex over into uh, a cheapish um, but high volume and high producing asset. Um, I, I, I agree with Randy. Are we talking I don't think, mustard I don't... and a third? Mustard for a third type deal? Yeah, so, something like that. I don't know if I trust mustard, but um, something like that. Yes, exactly like that. So how high would you give up a second for running back? Would you give up a first for running back? Would you try to do players? Like what's what's your what are you envisioning? No, so I'm I'm uh I think we it's well documented. You've said this uh numerous times on our show throughout the years, but I, I'm not a big believer in trading a pick for a player um to try to contend. I just don't think that's a great um philosophy. Um usually it doesn't work out. I listened to one of our old podcasts and it was I think you actually called this back on a recent one too, but it was like the trading a first for, was it Keenan Allen or something like that? And you tracked each game to see if this person, if this player that he traded for made a difference in his game. And it, it literally made no differences in any, any of the games that he played. And it didn't mm-hmm. make an impact on the, on the championship game. Um, he didn't make it to the championship game. Um, and I think I, I know that could be an outlier, but like it'd be kind of fun to do like a case study to see how often it doesn't work out where when you trade a first for one player and that one player isn't enough to make a big impact on your team. I know that you're getting like, you know, six to seven points per week added to your mm-hmm. live scoring, but um, usually more often than not, it's not enough to make a big, big difference. So I'm not trading a first. Yeah. Not trading a first. So when you say high volume player, cheapish high volume player there's really not many of those yeah i'm 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 taking a look here because like last year that would have been like a jamal williams right uh 100 exactly yeah man i can't i can't connect to any of this stuff here so yeah so i i don't mind trying to acquire chubb for for cheap i i if i'm rebuilding i, I really like the idea of trying to get Chubb as a throw-in and then just kind of treating him like a draft pick. Like right now you have to look at injured players as draft picks because they are going to come back. Let, so this is how I view injured players. Chubb is now hurt, but come next year, what pick would I give up if in a rookie draft to acquire Nick Chubb? So example... The 2020, he's not going to be worth a 2024 first, I don't believe. So I probably wouldn't draft him in the, in, the, in the first round. I'd probably draft him in the second round. I think most people, if you drop Nick Chubb in the draft next year, I know he's aged, but just his potential as a player is somewhere in the second round. Would you agree with that, Randy? Late second, mid to late second. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the, I've got a rookie uh, draft that we're in right now, and I'm looking at some of these guys that went with a mid second, like Jonathan Mingo, Josh Downs. I mean, I like Marvin Mims. You know, Luke Musgrave. Would you rather have a guy like that right now or Nick Chubb? So if you could give up the 205 through 208 and get Nick Chubb, even if he's got a bad wheel and you can only use him for a game or two, because you might acquire Nick Chubb in this upcoming rookie draft for a mid-second, and you may have to hold on to him, but it's like buying a property mm-hmm. in a neighborhood that you know is about ready to get remodeled or gentrified or whatever term you want to use because you you have knowledge. And then this time next year, Nick Chubb's healthy. He's playing again. You're in point scoring season, and when you're in point scoring season, you just – you know, that's going to be your best time. Yeah. And, and then you can get more then. So it's a long-term play, but yeah, you could 100% make it happen. Yeah. So I'm not trying to give up a pick to acquire Chubb, right? So what I'm doing is how do I acquire Chubb in some sort of throw in deal, like in a deal, a package deal where I can get him? Because I think he's probably worth a future, like this time, excuse me, like a month prior. So August of next year, I think Chubb can fetch a second round pick. So what can I give up in a deal where I can acquire Chubb and then build that equity in equivalent to a second round pick? And that's kind of the vision that I have. So I actually don't mind acquiring Chubb, moving a like a Chiron or moving if you're not actually competing or trying to do Mostert plus something small to acquire Chubb. Maybe if you can even get it done. This is kind of fortunate for for rebuilders or somebody trying to acquire Chubb is 
not only is he looking at a potential serious injury, but he's also old. So he's probably a lot cheaper than we would expect. I hope he's not seriously injured, but if he isn't and it's just a hyperextension, this is funny. It's a funny podcast because now we spent 15 minutes talking about him as if he's gone for the season. So <laughs> it would be hilarious if he's like, he's out, he's out, not even short term IR. But um, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's pivot to the, uh, the next big topic. I guess let's touch on real quickly, Hurley, because you just mentioned well, can his I, name. Can I just give you? Go ahead. Can I just yeah. give you the guys that I would target? Um, I had a chance to take a look, and the cheapish, high-performing, low-cost guys. Um, Kyron Williams is perfect, just like you said. Currently rank, uh, valued at seven point four in the calculator, which is probably like a mid-second would be the midpoint of his value. Um, James Connor, currently on the season up to this point, um, the running back five, I think it was when I just looked. Um, pull that back up again. And then um, he's valued at eight point seven, so again mid mid to high high mid second, and then the ceiling would be like a Brian Robinson. He's valued at twelve point four. That'd be like a like a two hundred one one twelve kind of thing, somewhere hybrid between there. Brian Robinson would be a steal. He's currently on the season your RB five. He scored twenty points in back to back games, and he's going to be a big part of that offense. And I think we all wanted Antonio Gibson to at least get a little chunk of that but uh you, you gotta like it uh Izzy mentioned Raheem Mostert earlier yep, I'll, 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 I'll tell you a veteran I wouldn't mind going to get and he wasn't uberly involved in the passing game on Sunday but James Conner going he's in year seven going into year eight I mean the guys put up 12 and 16.6 PPR points back-to-back weeks He's the he's the kind yeah. of guy that that's that's a steal. And, and what if you could move a guy who was the draft class before Nick Chubb? What if you could move Nick Chubb for an Aaron Jones? Even if Aaron Jones, if you're a contender, that's a target that you know he's going to be out for a couple of weeks himself. But you know, if you're just looking for points, he's got the potential. Um, what would you? So Aaron Jones, you're a contender. You go after Aaron Jones. What are you trying to? You're giving up Chubb and something for? Can I give Aaron up? Jones? Can I give up Chubb and a third for Aaron Jones and a second? I'm, no, I, no. I, I, I don't, oh, how'd that work? I, you mean Chubb and a second for Aaron Jones and a third? No, I, no. I, I think the name value of you you got to put it on your salesman cap. You know, it doesn't always no, does, no shot, Randy. Th- this is why we don't get deals done. I know because because uh, I, I'm I'm trying because to, you do this. Well, I, I but I, I don't make moves out of desperation. Again, I, I will make, and I've I've always done this. I'll make my big move at the trade deadline, or right if my league doesn't have the playoffs. If if I've got a week fifteen matchup, a week sixteen matchup, a week seven, I, that's when I'll make my big move. Because right now you could go out, you could make the big move, move Nick Chubb, acquire Aaron Jones. Doesn't really matter. And then next week you get the next injury. Now you don't have the 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 healthy pieces. And your season's still ruined. That's why I make big "quote unquote" contenders moves in like November, December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting Aaron Jones for Chubb unless you're putting a second next to Chubb to get that done. Uh, I just don't see any other way possible. Which I don't love the idea of that. Um, yeah, I think Gus Edwards uh, isn't a bad third round pick type of player. Rico Dowdle isn't a bad fourth round pick type of player. Elijah Mitchell is another one. Just back pocket him just in case something happens to Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's the next man up. Like so there's there's some really cheap alternatives that you could hope that if those players end up getting in a position where the guy in front of them gets hurt, you know that guy is the Bell Cow next man up. But I digress. Let's a lot of chub talk. I guess this Chubb talk can kind of parlay into Dobbins and future players that get hurt moving forward. But do you guys want to look at rookie players? Yeah, do you guys want to do like a like a one or two round rookie mock at this point, week two of the season? What do you think? Sure. And yeah, there's be- maybe a, if you want to throw in quick blurbs on the guy that you're drafting, that's fine too. Yeah, I love that. Let's roll. All right. Well, guest choice. Yep. Oh, the the one oh one. Oh, I I I'll draft third. I don't want to draft Bijan Robinson, regardless of format. 
All right, Hurley, you can have Bijan. I'll start. I will draft. Well, I mean, Anthony Richardson would, would make a strong play for one-on-one, but I'll take Bijan. Yeah, by the way, that, that, dude, that dude's ridiculous, man. Like, watching him, it's, it's legitimately fun. like watching a player on a completely different level. It's like watching a video game. It's like the... It, no, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. C- can I throw something in real quick on Bijan? Sure. Yeah. I am so sick of the idiots on Twitter who are mad because he's not getting a bigger workload. Hey, moron. Arthur Smith's doing you a favor by letting Tyler Algier take half this beating. If you don't want your guys going the way of the the Nick Chubbs and the Barclays, you want him to use Bijan Robinson very prudently the way Kyle Shanahan uses Christian McCaffrey and not just running him dead set in the middle of the line. I think it's he's doing you a favor whether you understand it or not. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, you don't need him to score 40 points a week, but if you can get a running back that's going to get limit his damage and still get you 15 to 20. His values, I mean, his values not 20 between the tackles touches. His values in the passing game and those high leverage inside the 20 trying to get those touchdowns, that, that's where he does you all the favors. So let Tyler Algier have all the grunt work and get destroyed. You know, totally fine with that. I could care less. No, no offense to to you know to him or his family but I, i'm looking for Bijan robinson to stay healthy and be the 101 we need more running backs yeah. in dynasty good ones for sure so i uh, you want me to go two i'll go two i'm taking anthony richardson um there's a case for cj stroud here honestly like that dude looks legit like cj stroud is a legitimate nfl quarterback and he looks great in his first two weeks I'm going with upside here with Anthony Richardson. The safer play is C.J. Stroud. I think he's probably going to do less. I mean, less damage to his body. He's going to put himself in positions to where he's not going to be doing what Anthony Richardson's doing. So you're going to get a little more stability long term. Uh, so I think that might be the chess play is going Stroud, but the upside play is Anthony Richardson, and it's hard to pass at this point. I don't remember the the, the quarterback. I think it was Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Uh, I I agree. I've got to take C.J. Stroud here given the format, but I I don't love it. I think he's another Jared Goff type. And if, and if Jared Goff's fine, I, I and I can't not defend Jared Goff the way that I've defended Jared Goff since he's been in the league because all he does is put up QB eight to fifteen overall in a given season. So why why would that be a bad thing with C.J. Stroud? I don't know. Maybe they'll get him a wide receiver in the offseason. And I would like, I, like, he's the kind of guy, like, I would love for Houston to trade for, like, a Terry McLaren or a guy of, like, that. Not that elite. You don't need to. You got Nico Collins, baby. Nico, Nico Collins. Hey, Nico. Ne- Nico, Nico I think he's, he's third in the league hey, and hey, receiving look, or fourth in the league. He's no Puka Nakua, but he's fine. He looked fine. Well, you know, I, it, he's great. I, 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 I love the sample yesterday. The Colts' defense looked terrible. I didn't think the I didn't think the Texans looked that great against the Ravens. I think it'll be game by game, and I'm looking forward to seeing a larger sample. But I'm going to take Stroud. Yeah, I mean Stroud looked solid against the Ravens as well but I I agree I think you the, these are the top three that you have to take at this point um and Bryce Young looks fine but he doesn't he's not have you tried watching the games with both eyes open <laughs> yeah we, we, we've <laughs> seen like, one game one and a half games of, of his right I, I mean yeah, yeah so I'm saying you can't you can't write you can't write off Bryce Young but if I'm gun to my head through two games, I guess one and a half for, for Bryce Young, I think you'd be making a mistake to pass on C.J. Stroud. He, he's pretty much played almost mistake-free football through his first two weeks. Given the format we're um, drafting, C.J. Stroud is in a tier all of his own. Barkley and Richardson are in a tier by themselves. Then it's Stroud. Th- then it becomes the rest of this class. Stroud's oh, in this Bichon, week. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah, Bijan and, and A. Rich are the clear one and two. You can pick your poison if you're going big. But if you're looking safe, like I said, and, 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 and I like Jared Goff, and I feel two is very much in this category too. System dependent, guys around him dependent, head coach, offensive scheme dependent. But when all those things click, like you see with Ben Johnson and Jared Goff, like you see with – with Mike McDaniel and Tua, and they they add weapons like Amon Ra and Gibbs and Laporta and Tyreek and Waddle, and then all of a sudden, these guys flourish for fantasy football. If Houston can do what they're starting to do with 
C.J. Stroud, you'll be right there and you'll have a guy that in startups this coming summer, you'll pay QB QB2 prices for, but we'll have QB1 upside like in that QB10 to 15 range. Yeah. I'd like to see him run a little bit more, but let's let me ask you guys a question. C.J. Stroud, would would you guys give up Justin Fields to acquire C.J. Stroud? I think I know Memphis's answer. He's guard, he's, uh, that deal's already done. I, I was ahead of the curve on this. I was the same thing I thought about Baker Mayfield. I'm not afraid to steer into these popular quarterbacks just because they're popular. I can watch football. We're, we're 27 games into his career at this point. What do you think's going to change? Just because he went to Ohio mm-hmm. State and was a, a highly touted, none of that shit matters. They'd be like, come into a job interview and tell me about your chemistry final exam score. I don't give a shit. Can you, you don't, do the, you, You're completely disregarding his performance last year. I, I, I don't give a fuck. This is my Dana White <laughs> impression. I don't. I, I, I can see this. He well, cannot read coverage. He cannot read progression. He, he is afraid mm-hmm. to turn the ball loose. He's been sacked 101 times in 27 games. He's got 24 interceptions, eight fumbles lost out of, like, I think 31 fumbles. What more do you need to see? And he's going to be the sacrificial lamb for Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus. We didn't draft him. We didn't trade up to draft him. We need to go get our guy. He's going to be on a new team next mm-hmm. year because that's how Ryan Poles saves his job. That's how Matt Eberflus saves his job. And then they can go draft their quote-unquote guy. And that buys their career in Chicago another two years. Justin Fields is gone. So if you think you, if you like the 14 points you've got in the first two weeks and you think there's some upside, awesome. No way in the hell am I putting that dude on my dynasty roster. Ain't no way. I've learned my Sam Darnold lessons. Yeah. I've learned them. And I'm not going to repeat them. You know, a mistake that you don't correct counts as two mistakes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Hurley? You moving Stroud for Fields? I don't know. I mean, there's so much to object to in that rant there. But uh, ultimately, for me, it comes down to value. I don't play favorites either. I, I don't like Fields' passing game, and I haven't seen enough improvement there. Where I'd, I'd be willing to take a gamble on Stroud. But, I mean, I, I think one could make a pretty strong argument for that being pretty fair. Fields was the QB6 um, last year after starting off the season abysmally. I don't know if that's a word. Um, yeah, but I think he's capable it's, it's of that. Now. He's got a, he's a, he's a perfect buy right now. Like his, I think he's capable of being in that top 10, top seven, top, top seven to 10 quarterback. So I'm not afraid of him. Like, uh, it sounds like Randy would be avoiding at all costs. I, I just, I just know what I'm asking for. He's going to be on a new team next year. Are they going to make it work? I know he's got potential. It's, 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 I, th- th- there's so much more stuff that goes into the Chicago bears nonsense. I wish Waylon was here to be quite honest. You think. You think Fields is going to be on a new team next year? A hundred percent. It was my boldest take. Hey, let's make a bet. What would you like? Uh, I don't know. Let's make it like a gentleman's bet, just like a just a few thousand, like 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 dinner or something. Oh, yeah, sure, dinner. Yeah, because because I'm I'm going to make it to the expo next year. I assume the dynasty trade calculator later guys. Boom, expo dinner on me. Fields is on a different team. I'm telling you, he is the scapegoat. I would not be surprised if Chicago doesn't come in and clean house. If they don't get rid of, because they're going to have two first guys, and this quarterback class we talked about rookie picks. This class we're talking about rookies now. This class is loaded. You've got Caleb, you've got Drake May, you've got Shador Sanders, you've got Michael Penix Jr., you got Quinn Ewers. What are you going to do with Justin Fields in Chicago going see, into, here's into the thing, four here's years? The they can get something else. They don't need a quarterback. I, that's what I'm saying. I know. I know this is not a Justin Fields podcast, but I, I'll, I'll kind of maybe put a cap on it with this. They had the opportunity. Like Poles and Eberflus had the opportunity. They knew what they had in Justin Fields. They had the opportunity to draft a quarterback with that pick that they had, and they traded it away. So if, if they weren't, if they didn't think that he was anywhere near good enough to be a top five draft pick this year, they would have moved Justin Fields and acquired a quarterback, or used that that early. I mean, what pick did they have? Two. They, they, two they had one pick? overall, but 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 they were on the fence. And they, no, no, and there was, no, they had one. Yeah, they had one overall. They, they, had, they had plenty. So of, they had one overall. They, 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 there was plenty of rumors that they were considering trading Fields this year. You can go back and find them. They 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 yeah, they, but, they. I think polls even said everything is on the table when they ask about would they use that that pick on on a quarterback. Correct. But they didn't. And the thing is, they if they had the if they have the one oh one, 
They're staring at the 101. They're on the clock and right you have, now. You're, you, no, no, but I'm saying this this last year, you have any any of these quarterbacks that you want, pick of the litter, and you decide to keep, even if you trade Justin Fields for a second round pick, you still get a quarterback that you think is significantly better. It would It would look atrocious if they moved on from Fields after moving the first overall pick for something else you know, a, a bigger package and kept fields and had another wasted season. It's going to, right. If, if he's, if he's as bad as you thought he was right from the get go and they, it was obvious to them, they would have done that. But anyways, but, but I'll, I'll leave you on this. There wasn't a quarterback in this class. That's the, if they're on the, they're, they're the one Oh one right now. No, I know it's two games, but, but I've not seen a lot of room for enthusiasm. If, if your polls and you're back on the clock and you've got Caleb Williams staring you dead in the eye, you, are you going to roll with, with Justin Fields over Caleb Williams going into year four, you, knowing what you know? You can't assume you're going to be the worst team in the league. Well, that's where they are right now. Yeah, but that's you can't assume that that's going to happen, right? You can't be like, hey, we're going we're gonna to keep our cards the exact same just because we expect to be the worst team in the league. Well, but, but again, again, if they, if they weren't 0-2 and, and weren't currently, based on whatever the tiebreakers are, the current – like if you go to Tankathon, they're number one. Right. So they're, 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 they're top three. I, I, just, I just don't see them passing up Drake May. I just don't see them passing up Caleb Williams. Yeah. To, to, to keep Justin Fields going into year four, who's 5-21 and 21 as a starter, 5-22 and 22 as a starter. Just can't see it. Yeah. So you are back on the clock. Oh, after all that, just yeah, give, give me, uh, give me, golly, man, I know what I think. Justin the right, Fields. <laughs> no, it, yes, yes, no, I would not take. Um, you know what? Based on what I know right now, I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs. No, I don't have. Yeah. I don't. Have, oh, yeah, I guess we're snaking this thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take Gibbs. Yeah, should we do a, the second round, third round reversal? <laughs> you're driving this train pal. Three yeah. man, let's make this as complicated as possible for a three-man rookie redraft uh this is like the worst place to be right now <laughs> it's what? drafting fifth it's drafting fifth because like i'm not a i'm not a big bryce young guy i think he might be good enough i think he's your default here so i'll take him but I don't love being here. I miss out on the top four, potentially. Um, essentially top three. I even don't even love having to take Gibbs there. So, But I'll take Bryce Young reluctantly. Uh, wow, okay. Looks like a, a whole bunch of wide receivers for me at the turn here, right? So I get the, mm -hmm. I get the next back-to-back -back snaking back for the... Uh, it's the 106 and 107, I believe. I'll take... Man... I'd be almost a fool not to take Puka. I'll take Puka. I'll take Puka Nakua. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And man, I like how Zay Flowers looks ahead of Jordan Addison and JSN. So I'll take Puka and I'll take Zay Flowers. F it. Okay. Now, Randy, like, honestly, briefly, like, uh, briefly like, talk sure, about sure, now, now you can talk so about we can, yeah, so like, we can get through this. Here, Cooper Cup the... is coming back. Well, Cooper at some got, point, probably, but he's he, this is a hamstring, right? Was it a hamstring for Cooper? Yeah, he, he, four game, yeah. four game IR, something that could linger throughout the course of a, the majority of the season, as they do. The, the volume that Puka is seeing pro probably will not go away. So at some point, at uh, this season in the next few weeks, he's going to continue to get like these ridiculous amounts of targets. People are going to catch up and they'll be like, "Yeah, okay," like he's getting a lot of targets and he's great for a contender. Somehow he's a rookie, also. He's 23 years old, so he's like a kind of rookie, right? Um, but I'll, t I'll take Puka, and I'll take the volume. I'll take it. I, I, I don't dislike Puka. Um, the good thing is, is that Cooper Cup could come back. The volume goes down, but the touchdown upside goes up. So that's not a bad thing. And what if, and, I'm not, and I love Cooper Cup. He was my first big hit as a dynasty analyst because I loved him coming out as a rookie. But what if it's just this offense in the way that Sean McVay and – Matthew Stafford scheme him open and what if the Rams start doing badly and they decide to trade Cooper Cup so I, I don't love Puka Nakua here but I see where you're going based on what you know and based on the offense I, I don't think it's the worst thing I've heard yeah what else is left though you got like you, so, it's all like I think Puka is capable of being in that tier of receivers in the next week or two so I'm kind of like projecting a bit 
I'm going to do the Podfather proud because I'll table talk on this guy. I would have taken Puka ahead of Quentin Johnston, but I wouldn't have taken him over the next two wide receivers. But Izzy's on the clock, I believe, so I'm going to let him make the next pick. Yep, I took Puka and Zay. Izzy, did I snipe you on Zay? I, yeah, I love Zay. Um, but I'll take JSN. I mean, that, that's I'm totally fine with that right there. Um, oh, the hold thing on a second. Puka- din, din, din. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt. Izzy, this is crazy. So we were just talking about we had like the 20 minute, the 25 minute Super Nick Chubb segment to start the podcast. And this is like a live update. You guys were both uh, aware that I just said in, in my nerds calculators, which is, by the way, this is a Dynasty Trade Calculator, uh, basically employee or like podcast host. And it's the Dynasty Nerds podcast people, uh, content creators and owners. It's a league that's exclusive. Like there's six of the DTC guys and there's six of the nerds and we all compete against each other. And I got to say, make so sure far, you uh, highlight that. Yep. The, yeah, go ahead. Yep. I got to say so go. far, each of the first three years in this league's existence, ha- the title has gone to the DTC uh, side. So that's uh, it's kind of been a fun mm. little rivalry rivalry thing. Um, but it's, I, I, this is really weird. So uh, culture coach who is uh, from the nerds. Uh, just sent me a trade offer in this league and, it, and I'm kind of freaked out and I'm looking around for webcams inside my house because I think he might have been listening to us. This po- this podcast is obviously not published yet. It's not live. He sent me an offer of after seeing my, me losing Chubb, Raheem Mostert for a 2025 second. I just received this offer. And we just talked about Raheem, uh, Raheem Mostert. We talked about like what you would give. This is, this is crazy how... He must have felt like some mm-hmm. sort of spidey sense. Yeah, he's feeling it. He he, he, he's else. testing you. He, he he thinks you're weak right now. I mean, if this was week 13 or week 14 and Mostert was still healthy and playing the way that he is, done deal, sold American. We're, dude, we're in week two and that guy's, you know, reputation for uh, uh, and, and proven track record of injuries. I can't do that, but I, I got to give him credit. He is ever the opportunist. Yeah, and I'm getting I'm getting real thin at running back now. I'm down to um, a banged up Saquon. I would for a second. Um, Monty Pollard, um, K- Kendra Miller. Like I, it's getting thin, man. Uh, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, so that's obviously a it's a. Decline. Would I have Zach Moss? Maybe I'll be fine. Yeah, oh, Zach Moss. There you go. All the touches in the backfield. Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. There we go. So, yeah. So here's the thing with, like, real quick on Puka. I'm seeing a lot of people trading first for Puka. And the idea is, I don't know if I would do it. Actually, I know I wouldn't do it. But I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong for doing it. I just wouldn't do it solely because his value, unless he is the next Cooper Cup, his value is not going to be multiple firsts, right? So. If you're buying Puka at a first round pick now, you're buying near ceiling. So I don't understand why you couldn't just wait a few weeks until Cooper Cup comes back. If you believe in in Puka, when Cooper Cup comes back, if Puka is still doing this, you can go give up a first for him. Cooper Trooper Cup. Koopa. He is not doing this when Cooper comes back. You can still go give up a first for him. So there is zero benefit to going after Puka right now for a first because you're not going to have to give up more than that in the future. And when I say future, the near future, which is the next few weeks. So you get to free roll to see what happens when Cooper comes back. If you're still willing to give up that first, just wait three weeks and see what happens with Cooper back in the lineup. Yeah, that's... But that's just... So that's a that's just a quick segue here. Um, or um, um, diversion. But let's... JSN is my pick at eight, and now it's Randy for two. I I believe uh, Young is on the board. No, I took no, him. Is, he okay. took him by default. He was. Yeah, he said he's, I, yeah. You, you had to. I just want this one. So just to recap, it's Bijan, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. Four is Gibbs. Five is Young. Six, seven is Puka and Zay Flowers. Eight is JSN, and you're on the clock. Well. Yeah, um, it, it's Jordan Addison. The the one thing that that you can guarantee in Minnesota with uh, Kevin O'Connell as the head coach is volume, and they could they could care less about the running game. And 
Justin Jefferson's going to get 200 targets, but that doesn't mean there's not 100 left over, 150 left over for Jordan Addison. So I will take Jordan Addison here just based on the volume. I'm, I'm a little concerned about what's the quarterback look like next year because for dynasty and fantasy purposes, Cousins very serviceable, but I'll worry about that then. I'll take uh, Addison. Okay, then who's uh, who's 10? Because I think you get back-to-back. Is, is this tight end premium? It is tight end premium. Okay, good. Give me Roshan Johnson. He looks to be cle- <laughs> he looks to be clearly the the uh, the lead running back the in tight Chicago. End, the tight end one in Chicago, right? He's the in, tight- you know. <laughs> I, I hope they get back to that passing volume that he got in week one. He's clearly the most talented running back on that roster. And Deonta Foreman was a healthy scratch the other day. I, I, again, I'm not going back down the the fields rabbit hole, but I think there's better. There are better days ahead for this team. And so for those reasons, I'll go ahead and take Roshan here. I actually traded up. I traded uh, uh, into the first round in the league that Izzy and I are in, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League, to draft Roshan. So I feel really good about that now, seeing the way that they're using him. All right. I think that's okay. way too early for Roshan, but uh, you, you could have had him later. Uh, hey, Izzy and I would have let him fall. It's tight end premium. You heard the man. It's tight yeah, end that's premium. true. It is. I wanted to clarify. And, and, and of all the running backs, Roshan has the tightest end for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh yeah, I think that is very early. It's a it's a, you could have gotten him somewhere in the early second pretty easily. Yeah, but but, but um, I'll let you guys. You go. Hey, you know what? You take your guys. You take your right. guys. That's right. I, I get it. You're not playing. You're not playing chess. You're just t- you're taking your guys. I get. Yeah, that. and I I, I can't um, talk to. I took Puka at 106. So, but I think you'd have to take him somewhere around. I don't think he would have lasted much longer yeah, than I would, 106. I maybe him, right. 108, 109 at this point. Yep. Um. For me, it comes down to in tight end premium. I don't like taking tight ends with the first with my first round picks, but one eleven, you can make the argument for it pretty easily. And it comes down to Kincaid and Laporta, and I'm actually going to take Laporta. And it's it's not it's close for me. I I think the the safer play is probably Kincaid. But I don't know if they get away from Knox in the offseason. So this could be a Knox-Kincaid situation here for the next couple of years. They're not playing fantasy football. They're trying to win a championship. So I think Sam Laporta has a more direct path to full tight end volume. And that's going to be my tiebreaker. So I'm going Laporta at 11. Nice. I like it. Um. Me, I will take the other tight end. That's pretty easy for me, right? So, so thank you for doing that. It makes uh, life a little easier. Mm-hmm. I'll take Dalton Kincaid. And then some people might draft Quentin Johnson at this point, but I'm going to flex over and take me uh, a guy who just had a 100-yard, 100-plus-yard receiving week. Uh, was also used in the running game. Two carries, 10 yards. Um, and his two catches went for 113 yards and a touchdown, by the way. And I'm hoping this is just like a breakout party and we'll see more of this. I'm going to take Marvin Mims ahead of uh, Quentin Johnston. So now it's me. Um, it, it is I. I will, I, will take the, I will take the drop here at 202. We're at 202 now, right? Yeah. So 202. I'm not a big Quentin Johnston fan. Um, I ended up with a lot of Quentin Johnston just based on where I was in the draft. Just like, like this. 110. Yeah, just like this. So... You can make a case for a couple guys here. I will take, but I think I can get those guys late. The guy that I really want, I think I can get a little bit later. So I'm going to take Quentin Johnston here at 202. And then now we got Mr. Randy for two. Well, I, uh, I'm going to do a, a get your guy moment. I am going to go ahead and take Luke Musgrave. I really like, okay. I, I think the, I don't know that the Packers are, I, they feel like a buy on offense. And I know people didn't want to like Jordan Love, but he looks more than serviceable in this offense. Like maybe a, a, a less running version of Daniel Jones. And like week one, only two running, excuse me, only two tight ends had 50 or more receiving yards, and Musgrave was one of them. There's going to be games where he's going to be involved, and rookie running backs, or excuse me, I keep wanting to say running backs, rookie tight ends don't set the league on fire. But I like the guy. I like the athlete, and I'm going to take Musgrave. And then, do I have another? You do have another. So that was two o three. 
three. Two oh four. Two oh four as well. Given that it's that, that it's super flex, I'm going to go ahead and take Will Levis because if Ryan Tannehill plays like he did in Week One, if Ryan Tannehill is going to play like a rookie. At what point do the Tennessee Titans go? If he's going to play like a rookie, we might as well see what we have in the rookie. Again, so many quarterbacks in this upcoming class. At some point, Tennessee may want to know what they have in, in Will Levis. So given the position scarcity and the value, I know it's early, but it's super flex and Will Levis at the 204. Nice. Um, I have no idea what to do at 205, to be honest with you. Um, so I'm going to take my guy. One of my guys here, I have a lot of this. this is actually my second most owned rookie, Josh Downs. As a Colts fan, I, I, I can say I like that pick. I think you're a year away from really seeing what they're going to do with him. But I, I think Josh Downs is going to be a fun pick. He's like that guy that in a set-your-lineup league, he'll be the guy you plug in as like your wide receiver three that will be more than capable of winning you a week. Yeah, I just I, I like him there. It seems like Anthony Richard, which Richardson in week one really liked him. Uh, so I'm going with a little bit of a connection there. So I'm taking Josh Downs, and I, I thought he was very underrated going into this season um, or going into this rookie class or rookie draft. So uh, I could see him coming out and being when we do this this time last month. I can see Downs easily cracking the top 10 of this class. Uh, okay. Am I up for two then? I believe so. Two. I'm going to go ahead. So where are we at now? This is probably kind of wrapping things up, right? For the two this round. Is I think I just took two. So 201 was Marvin Mims. 202 was Quentin Johnston. 203, 204. Musgrave was, and Levis. Musgrave and Levis. 206 was Josh Downs. 205. For 207 and 208. 205 was Sorry, Josh Downs. 206 was who JP just took. Okay, so I'm okay. up for 206 and 207. So we're kind of wrapping things up here. I like that. Um, okay, I'm going to do the... So I got my uh, Marvin Mims breakout party. I'm going to do the other guy that had a breakout party this, this week. And just like Memphis alluded to, uh, I'm growing less and less concerned about Jordan Love's ability as a quarterback. And I'm going to take the guy that had eight of Jordan Love's targets and two of Jordan Love's touchdowns this week, and Jaden Reed. And I feel really good about that pick at uh, 205 or whatever it was. 206. 206. Thank you. Even better. Some some good value. And then I'm going to now that I've kind of got my producers, I got Puka. I got quite. I've got all the producing rookie wide receivers. I think so far this season. I'm going to take a little bit of a gamble here and take one of one of my guys. This is a guy that I had a bold prediction or a what, what was the term that we terminology we used for that? Is it was fearless forecast. This was one of my fearless forecast guys, and he hasn't quite broken out yet. But I'm I'm going to be drafting based on potential here, and uh, I'm going to take uh, Rishi Rice at 207, um, and just kind of hope that at some point one of these Kansas City Chiefs wide receivers is going to figure it out, and there's going to be some volume for whoever figures it out. Yeah. Good pick. Um, I'm left here with a decision to make, and I would make this decision based on who I think could have the biggest value gain in the shortest period of time. So I will take Devin A. Chain here. With mm-hmm. we talked about Mostert being oft injured, he's. I feel like he's the next guy. I mean, Salvin Ahmed is. He's a good player, but he's not anything that I'd necessarily worry about. So I think right now, A-Chain's the guy that if you're looking for a potential, we're talking about league winners coming down the stretch. I think Jeff Wilson might be done for the season just based on the tea leaves that I've been reading with. Uh, we, we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, Hurley. Um, I think A-Chain could be that second half league winner and a definite value riser in the next handful of weeks. So I'm going to take that at the 208. I love it. I consider that too. Memphis up for two. Am, am I up for two? Okay, yeah, because I guess I You're guess J, JP will. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take a guy who's had a 46 percent snap share through two games, even though Derrick Henry's the lead back. I'm gonna take Tajay mm-hmm. Spears, and Derrick Henry's a free agent to be, and I just kind of see the future of this Tennessee offense, even if it's for one year, being Tajay Spears, Traylon Burks, Chigakonkwo. 
and Will Levis and Tajay Spears has looked pretty good. Malik so. Willis. Uh, Malik Willis, he couldn't play dead in the Western, but I, I will take uh, will take uh, <laughs> Tajay Spears here. Uh, what about your other one? You still get two. Oh uh, yes, uh, I do. I, I by the way, kudos to the 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 Jaden Reed pick. That's a that's a steal this late. You know, I'm I'm really torn between two guys, and I I don't know. I I love the speed of of one guy, but I, we mentioned C.J. Stroud and. I'm gonna go Tank Dell. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't love it, but volume's king, and you know, the the good thing about if you're in, you mentioned Nico Collins, and I'll I'll, I'll say Tank Dell. Um, the good thing about Houston is they don't have their first round pick, which very well could have been a, a Marvin Harrison Jr. level player had they had their pick, but they will not be able to use that pick. They got a defensive minded head coach, so I I really see potential for a guy like. For a guy like, uh, oh, I just I'm just blanking on my own guy's name here, um, Tank, Tank Dell to to really keep this role for a couple of years that that slot type role. So, you know, this late in the second round, give me a guy with some upside on what could be an ascending offense. Yeah, and I, I really want to take a fun a fun pick here because I have a lot of shares of him, Demario Douglas, but I I will not. Take Demario Douglas, although I, I would I am tempted just to have fun with it. My pick is upside once again, second half of the season. I'm going Kendra Miller. Um I like the upside, still a young player. I think that backfield could be his next year, uh, depending on how things shake out. And I think at two eleven, this is where you take a chance like that. So I'm gonna take Kendra Miller. I believe that leaves me up with the 212 and the final pick, Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yeah, and I'm surprised one player is still on the board. Yeah, it's um, Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, Bryce Young. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who do we miss here? Let's see. Zach? Yeah, you're probably talking Zach. Yeah, yeah Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, yeah he, he seems he, like the default. He's one. But I have another one. If, but I'll let, I'll let JP pick. Yeah, I'm guessing. I'm guessing Memphis would take the other tank. That's my guess. No, no. I, Michael Mayer. I think Michael Mayer. Michael. Yeah. Mike, I mean, it's like it's like at what point is Josh McDaniels going to go? Oh yeah, I had a lot of success with tight ends like Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Maybe perhaps I will use one of these fellows like Michael Mayer in my offense, as opposed to just getting. You know, I don't know. I could go down a Raiders rabbit hole too, but I, I like Mayer a lot. I'd love to see him used, but yeah, that's a good pick. I really like his song "Gravity." Yeah, I'm not a big I'm not a big Mayer guy, but it's a it's a good, but it's a good. Um, his uncle makes good music, but I, <laughs> it's uh, his uncle. <laughs> I I think it's a good value. Obviously, a really good value late in the second. Um, with Mayer, I'm just not a big fan of him. Charbonnet being late in the second, obviously a good, amazing value with Kenneth Walker's injury history. Jonathan Mingo's a guy we didn't touch on. He could easily have been in this in this round. Tank Bigsby for people that, that like him. Um, so there's a few guys. I mean, if I'm doing a rookie draft today, I, I wouldn't mind going to you know, early third. I, I wouldn't. I still wouldn't touch Will Levis. I think Will Levis is horrible. The, the other, the other, the other but, guy uh, that I, I was curious was Jalen Hyatt. Had some big plays in yeah, the preseason. That's one, yeah. You know, he had like the fastest. Yeah. You know, on field time, like he's faster, like top end speed, tracked than Tyreek Hill. That doesn't make him Tyreek Hill, but it's just curious to see how long before they start, you know, trying to leverage that. So he he was in my mix there as well. Michael Wilson, love Michael Honorable Wilson. Mention. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, and a name you're going to start hearing more of now that Chase Edmonds is on the four week IR is going to be Sean Tucker. He's a guy I really liked in the draft process. He he went undrafted, but he's literally Rashad White away from significant playing time, and he may get significant playing time anyway. And he's a super talented guy. So another name to to keep in mind. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bunch of guys now. You could be Sean Tucker. Could be a guy that you could try to draft as a contender to hope that happens. J- Jalen Warren, who we're watching tonight, that's also a possibility. Like Najee Harris, just ain't it, you know. So 
there's uh there's definitely some cheap options that you could just try to gamble on second half of the season. Um, yeah. Final thoughts. I, I I like doing mock drafts. Mock dra- I feel like a brick from uh, Anchorman. I like mock drafts. So should we recap? <laughs> so, one hundred one was Bijan Robinson. One hundred two was Anthony Richardson. One hundred three was C.J. Stroud. One hundred four Jameer Gibbs. One hundred five Bryce Young. One hundred six Puka Nakua. One hundred seven Zay Flowers. One hundred eight J.S.N. One hundred nine Jordan. Addison, 110 was Roshan Johnson, 111 was Sam Laporta, 112 was Dalton Kincaid, 201 was Marvin Mims, 202 was Quinton Johnston, 203 was Musgrave, 204 was Levis, I took downs at 205, 206 and 207 was Hurley taking Jaden Reed and Rasheed Rice. 208 was myself. I went Devin A chain. 209 was over to Memphis. Memphis took Will Levis. No, I took I took him earlier. And that was uh 209 was Tajay Spears. Oh yes, he did. Yes, you're right. Tajay Spears at 209. And then you followed it up with Tank Dell at 210. I then ended my draft with two- Kendra Miller at 211. And then Hurley drafted at 212. Did you end up taking Charbonnet? Charbonnet, Charbonnet at 212. Good recap off the, this, off the uh, dome. Jeez. Yeah, there's a few few issues there. But um, yeah, that mid-second gets a little mucky. Uh, yeah, we'll have to... Uh, I'll be curious to see when we do a... We should do a mid-season one. Mid-season mock draft. This, yep. M- MSMD. See how much this changes. I love it. And just as we said that George Pickens goes over 100 yards on the games, I'm sure, assuming we'll be talking about him next week. That'll be fun. You guys could do one every four yes. games. You guys could do them quarterly like your taxes. <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> love it. Perfect. That was fun. We should, yeah, maybe just every single week we'll do a, uh, a mock draft just because they're super fun. <laughs> that's all we do. Yeah, that's all we do. What's the yeah. Dynasty? Welcome back to the Dynasty Mock Draft Podcast. <laughs> it's just rookies. People just like, there's three listeners. It's going to hurt marketing, but I like it. <laughs> I kind of like it too, actually. Just all mocks all the time. 52 weeks of just mocks. We got to have a really cool I'm intro sure, I'm song. Sure you'd, I'm sure you'd get people that would tune in for that, for sure. I agree. Well, hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. And thank you for listening to our 20-minute Nick Chubb uh, impromptu session as he uh, went down. Hopefully, it's not too serious. Hopefully, it's just a hyperextension and we'll just uh, we'll give some high fives next week or something. They fear they fear it's a dislocation, potentially multiple ligament damage. Uh, doesn't sound too bad. Which doesn't... No. No. Not at all. Oh, so bad. Uh, you guys, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow our special guest, Randall Memphis Young, on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. Check out that Dynasty Warzone podcast, too. That's some pretty hot stuff. I love that. We're going to have to uh, maybe get our, ourselves on that show, too, sometime and have some fun, do some mock drafts, all mocks Well, all now the that time. you're back, man, now that you're back, we'll just bring you over. We'll do a quarterly Dynasty Warzone mock draft. You're always welcome. There we go. There we go. A full merger. Uh, follow Izzy on Twitter at DTC underscore Izzy E. You can follow the producer, John Mosier, at DTC underscore John Mosier. The main handle is at FF Dynasty Trades, and you can find me at FF Hercules. Thank you so much for listening. We'll set check you guys next week. Bye. Bye.